With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fourth and Manageable, an SEC football podcast. Brought to you by 2400 Sports. Now, here's Brad Edwards. So the big news in college football coming into the weekend uh, was the announcement that there will be expansion to the college football playoff, that it's going to go from four teams to 12 teams. We're still not completely sure how many more seasons until that happens, but it, it appears that there will be six automatic bids given to the uh, the highest-ranked conference champions and then six at-large bids. And, uh, you know, the format will be where uh, the four highest-ranked conference champions will get a, a bye, and the teams that are, are seated 5 through 12 will play each other uh, in that first round. And uh, it'll, you know, make for something different than what we've seen in recent years, and maybe uh, there will be more competitive games played. We can only hope so. Uh, but Tyler, I don't think in the end it's really going to change a whole lot as far as who ends up winning it. In fact, and and I kind of shudder to think at this, uh, you think of this, but um, what we saw today between Oregon and Georgia, there's a real possibility that that matchup could occur again in a quarterfinal of a 12-team playoff. I mean, fortunately, it's not going to happen this year, so we don't have to worry about seeing those two teams again in this 2022 season. But a lot of the time, that is what you're going to get in that round. And as long as the top two or three teams are as much better than everybody else as they have been in recent years and they appear to be this year, uh, there's there's not a lot, in my opinion, to get excited about uh, for adding games to the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're just extending the season a little bit. Uh, for those top teams, I know they're probably not happy when it comes to that point in time, they're not going to be happy because that's extra games they got to play. And so, you know, you're having to play teams that probably shouldn't have been in there to begin with and are thrown in there. And they might, you know, upset one of those teams that played well all season and then all of a sudden have one bad game and they're out. And so I think for the teams that are, you know, the higher ranked teams in it, they're not going to like it. And the lower ranked teams are going to love it because it gives, you know, the underdog a shot. To me, you know who's going to love it are the teams with the most talent, like, you know, Alabama and Georgia, and and let's throw in Ohio State. And you might say, well, they probably shouldn't love it because if there's one extra game, there's one more opportunity for a key player to get injured and not be out there for a semifinal or a championship. And, And that's true. The other side of it is, though, is that their margin for error is increased to the point where it's almost inconceivable before the season ever starts, that they wouldn't be in the playoff. I mean, right now, it's hard for me to conceive of Ohio State 
not being in the playoff. It's hard for me to conceive of either Alabama or Georgia uh, not being in the playoff. And there's a decent chance, if not a good chance, that both of them could end up being there. But if you create a scenario where they could lose two games, not win their division, but still be one of those six at-large teams, like I said, I mean, they're in. I mean, they're probably three or four teams that you could go ahead and, and take your marker and just write them into the playoff before the season ever begins because shy of, of injuries and, and getting down to their third string quarterback, it's, it's just almost impossible that they wouldn't be there. Yeah. I think it gives these, uh, it gives these top schools, you know, more cushion, as you said to, you know, if they might miss, you know, miss a week and have a bad week and they don't play to their expectations. Uh, injuries may happen, guy gets suspended. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, variables that go into each week. And uh, teams like Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia, I mean, it seems like you're cementing them into the playoffs and at least having a shot every year. Yeah, and and so um, let, let's look at it in terms of this year's playoff now, where, you know, it matters a lot more if you lose a game. And because of that, let's, let's start with the Pac-12. Because – Arguably, the two best teams in the Pac-12 just lost today to two teams in the SEC. We've already talked about those games. Oregon and Utah, you would think that for either to have a chance to make the playoff, they're going to have to run the table. They're going to have to go undefeated through conference play, which includes winning the conference championship game. Not likely to happen, uh, I wouldn't think. You know, USC is still out there. Maybe USC could lose one game in conference play and, you know, be able to get in there. But it's um it's it's really tough to see the Pac-12, especially with their recent track record of having not made it in you know last five years, uh, of, of getting in there and being a part of this playoff. You look at Cincinnati losing another loss to an SEC team today. Is there a group? I know you're a big fan of Fresno, but but is is there a group of five team this year? Uh, you know, it's always in a four team playoff going to take a lot. It's, at the bare minimum, it's going to take an undefeated season for a group of five team to get in. So um, you would think that the odds of that happening for a second year in a row aren't good. And then there's Notre Dame, which I don't think can lose more than one game and get in because they won't be a conference champion at the end, not being in a conference. And they already have that one loss. And uh, whether that's enough to have already knocked them out, I, I don't know. They still have a game against Clemson. Um, but you figure the best case scenario is they have no more margin for error. And so, I mean, we're, we're one week into this thing and it's already looking like, you know, the, the options for teams to be in this four team playoff, one, and I guess in a way it tells you why there's so much excitement about there being 12 teams. Um, but, but at the same time, um, there, there's a whole lot less excitement over, uh, over a possible upset of a, of a team, you know, like in Alabama, for example, because when the door is left open by this uh, lack of dominance in the other conferences, then, then you know, an Alabama or a Georgia could probably survive a loss somewhere in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, Georgia and Alabama don't play each other. So that's probably their only competition. And so there's two teams in the playoffs right there. Ohio State played their probably biggest competition in Notre Dame. So you can say they're there. It's... Now, who's number four? So you got a lot of teams out there, and it's like, who's going to take that number four spot? Oregon yeah. lost today and got blown out, so you can probably look at that and say they're probably not going to make it. 
Utah, they would have to, you know, do a lot in order in order to make it. And it's, I mean, there's still good teams in the SEC. If they, I mean, Florida, I mean, uh, probably not going to happen. They got a tough road. And so it's going to it's gonna take, you know, an undefeated season, like you said. And I'll throw out Fresno State. Fresno State has a good chance to be undefeated. I don't know if they'll uh, draw that uh, publicity that could get them there. But, hey, you never know. You never know. Um, and, and Michigan, by the way, uh, plays at Ohio State this year. Michigan looked good today, uh, but there's still some questions about them. But playing at Columbus, you wouldn't think they're going to win that game. And if they don't win that game, they're not going to win the division and therefore, you know, not very likely to make the playoff. So um, there are there are some some real questions. And, and by the way, this all increases the chance that you could have another season with two SEC teams in the playoff, such as Alabama and Georgia. And that it brings me to a question uh, that was asked from from one of our listeners, uh, Chris, who who said, "How top heavy is the SEC with Bama and Georgia?" Is there a true third contender? I don't see it. Do you see it, Tyler? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. I'm looking at the Florida Georgia game in Jacksonville. That's I think Florida is the only one that has a shot to be, you know, to take down an Alabama or Georgia style team. I mean, you can throw Tennessee maybe in there, but in the past, Tennessee's beaten Georgia once, maybe in the past. Yeah. So let me ask you the question this way. Okay, I mean, so so we talked earlier about Anthony Richardson, and and he he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And you know, if you've got a great quarterback and he has a great day, you've got a chance against anybody. Okay, so so we'll say Florida has a chance. Tennessee gets Georgia in Knoxville. So look, we'll learn more about Tennessee um, next weekend when they play Pitt. Um, and, 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 you know, we'll see if that offense can continue to be explosive. And if they are, maybe they, in front of their home crowd have a chance, but there's a difference between just winning one game, you know, pulling an upset and actually being able to win the division. To me, that's what this question kind of comes down to is that if a Florida or a Tennessee were able to beat Georgia, could that team get through the rest of the conference schedule without losing twice? Because that's probably going to be Georgia's only conference loss. So if you're going to keep them out of the conference championship game and and thereby keep them out of the playoff, you're going to have to not slip up and lose two league games on your own. And that's where I have questions about a a Florida or a or a Tennessee. Could they go seven and one in conference play and shut Georgia out by? winning the sec east that that's that seems to be a taller order to me yeah those are those are the only two teams that really have a shot because you look at the west and it's it's alabama i mean let's be real about it they're they're the team in the west and it's been like that for years and it's probably not going to change for many more so uh i mean tennessee's got a tough schedule looking at it they got Pitt, florida lsu bama kentucky georgia i mean that's it's a murderer's row right there. And I mean, 
face it every year. So, you know, as a UT guy, you're used to it. But uh, I think uh, next week will be a good sign for Tennessee. They uh, get to play somebody that's, uh, you know, of their own talent. And so we'll see if they can beat Pitt. I think they got a better shot, but they still got to go through <laughs> the murderer's row. Well, as you mentioned, you know, they have to play Alabama. And and so that all that automatically puts you in that tough situation where even if you beat Georgia, if you lose to Alabama, I mean, so, so, I mean, let's say you split between those two teams, which would be a heck of an accomplishment to win one of those two games. If you, if you, if you lose to Georgia and beat Alabama, well, you're not going to win the East because you've lost head to head to Georgia. If you beat Georgia and then you lose to Alabama, well, you, you better beat every other team in the SEC because then you're you're still not going to be able to have that head-to-head tiebreaker if you have that second conference loss, and and so that's that's what makes it so tough for Tennessee to be that team. Now we look at the West, you know, okay, Alabama also has to go to Knoxville, so you you would you would say okay maybe Tennessee has a shot. Who else could knock off Alabama? I mean, A and M has to go to Tuscaloosa. Um, if A and M's offense, especially their 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 running game doesn't improve from what we saw today. I mean, I'm not I'm not giving them much of a chance, especially with Alabama being revenge minded after having lost to AM last year. I, I I didn't see anything out of Arkansas, Ole Miss, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of who who Alabama has to play on the road, you know, where I would say, yeah, I, I like I like their chances. Um so I'm I'm kind of I'm with you. I'm with Chris who asked this question. I really don't see a third contender. I see as, as there is every year, the possibility that Alabama or Georgia could lose one conference game, but that it could come back and, and bite them and keep them from winning the division and getting into the sec championship game in this season. That's really hard for me to see. Yeah. I mean, after today's game, we haven't seen LSU. So, I mean, who knows what they might be. They might come out and be, you know, LSU of the past, if they do that, I think that's the only team that really has a shot. Yeah, and that's – sorry, Tyler. That's the other thing about, like, when you look at the Georgia schedule. Okay, if you start asking, okay, who actually has the athletes to match up with them to be able to hang if they played well and they, they didn't make mistakes? You know, two of those teams would be A&M and LSU that have the athletes um, and, and, and have the players at the line of scrimmage to be able to, to, to possibly give them a run. Those teams aren't on Georgia's schedule either. So you, they, Georgia plays uh, Auburn and Mississippi State out of the West. So when you look at it from that perspective, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to have to be a choke job um, by Georgia. And I would say probably similar for Alabama for them not to win. And um, after everything else we just talked about, I would say that uh, now, look, I mean, <laughs> having having covered college football nationally um, for 25 years, I've had many conversations after week one where everyone's projecting, you know, team A is going to win out, team B is going to win out. I mean, very rarely do teams actually go undefeated. We know it's not going to happen. But it's still hard to sit here watching Alabama and Georgia in week one and not say there's a possibility that they could both go undefeated into the SEC championship game. And if they do, they're both getting into the playoff. I mean, it's not just that they've gotten help from the Pac-12 and Notre Dame and the group of five and all that, but it's after what you watched last year. If if they have one loss between them at the time that the, the committee makes its decision and that loss 
is one of them losing to the other one. How could you not say they're two of the four best teams? Uh, you can't. And looking at Georgia's schedule, the only real competition they have is back-to-back weeks with Florida and Tennessee. They are coming off a bye, so, you know, probably won't be as banged up as they normally would be if they were having to play, you know, the game in front of that. So that'll be helpful to them. But, I mean, playing in Jacksonville and then playing Tennessee, I mean, it's, it's two good games back-to-back weeks for Georgia. And and maybe that's what does it. You know, maybe the second game, they're just not as focused as the first game. And and that I think something like that is what it takes. Like we said, it, it just takes – you know, one of those teams has to not play well on top of the other team and probably their quarterback um, playing about as well as he's capable of playing. And, that you know, su- such is life in the SEC right now and really such is life in college football in general because if you're going to if you're going to knock off a, a Alabama or a Georgia or an Ohio State, um, that's what it's going to take. And that's why I, I – you know, feel the same way right now as I did uh, before the day started, which is the odds of, of the national championship not being won by one of those three teams, in my mind, is pretty close to, to zero. Um, you know, so so that's where we are. I, I hope we get a lot more games like, uh, like Florida and Utah uh, as the season progresses, a lot more entertainment, um, a, a lot more fun uh, for, uh, for all of us who are fans of the sport. Uh, but but it, when it's all said and done, uh, we know which teams are expected to be there and, uh, and, and nothing on that front has changed. So uh, Tyler, thanks for, uh, thanks for, for joining me for this first weekend of, of rehashing SEC action. And we'll have a few more noteworthy games uh, next weekend, a- along with uh, one or two conference games that, that we'll, uh, that we'll have to talk about. And uh, maybe at some point we'll, we'll get an upset. I'm pretty sure at some point that'll happen. Uh, but anyway, thanks a bunch, and uh, we will do this uh, every single week. Um, and uh, and I, I, I might be talking to you again uh, in a few days for our Tuesday podcast as well. Yeah, I should uh, I talked to the boss lady, and she said I should be good to go. <laughs> All right, so we will uh, we will uh, talk to you on Tuesday, and uh, we will we'll rehash uh, maybe a little bit that we didn't talk about today from this weekend's action. We'll definitely touch on the LSU game uh, on Sunday night and uh, what we saw there. And then we'll start to uh, spin forward a little bit to, uh, to week two. So uh, thanks again, Tyler. Uh, we appreciate uh, you joining us. And uh, thanks to all of you who listened. Uh, it's fourth and manageable. You can, uh, you can download it uh, right here in this very spot uh, three times a week, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday night into Sunday morning uh, for the rest of the season. And uh, we will talk to you later on.